Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. From Johannesburg, I am your host, Dumi Jere, and welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly Beat. As usual, I'm not alone. My uh, co-host and partner in crime is with me, Maggie Omatesi, coming to us from... I'm doing Where are you? I'm in Senegal. I'm in Dakar. You know what's so sad, though? I, I, uh, I was complaining yesterday, and I love complaining on social because I, I love to hear you know, from other people about their experiences. Mm. And um, my biggest struggle to me, I cannot comprehend. I cannot put this in words. The infrastructure in Africa is failing us. It's failing us to a level that at some point you ask yourself, what am I doing? So um, I've, I've had moments of uh, that kind of anger, disappointment, uh, 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 uh. utter disappointment, and it never really gets, you, know, you never really get used to it because even when you think it's getting better, um, it's even getting worse. I was in Nairobi and I, I had power blackouts for like a week. I, I almost went crazy. I thought I was run, <laughs> running away from troubles. I got to Senegal yeah. and the internet is not working for like uh, two days. Why? Because they are fixing it. How do you fix internet for two days? Two and days. I'm sure if we talk to someone from Malawi, they'll be complaining that there's no fuel, there's no foreign currency in the country and they have to plan their days around uh, <laughs> which fuel station is receiving petrol today or diesel today. We can we can blame our leaders or we can try and do whatever we, we want to do to sort of change the situation but in the short interim how do we work how do we continue how do we make our businesses tick I suppose that's where your nigerian friend was coming from from like i'll just get a generator <laughs> the problem yeah. comes because the more people have generators then the government uh-huh. relaxes because then they're like ah oh, well you guys are sorted <laughs> Just deal <laughs> yeah, with it. Yes, the <laughs> then it becomes a generator economy. Then you know what? Then you have to buy fuel for generator, which means if I'm giving you something for one dollar, I'm gonna have to put in the cost of a generator. So you're gonna buy it at a higher price. The, the, the economics still doesn't add up. We just really need to fix our countries, provide basic infrastructure mm-hmm. to the people. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. that complex. Even even sometimes I'm like, we say we are open for investment for business. Mm. Are we really mm. open? Are investors really seeing some of these things? Because I don't know how you operate without basic things like internet do me, like electricity, like water. Even yeah. a mere email, you need yeah. some of these. How do you operate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the conversation uh, that we're having reminds me of the, there was this uh, hashtag that was trending on Twitter some, I don't know, some time ago where it would say hashtag Africa is a country. And uh, the, the whole point of the hashtag was to say all the problems that exist in another country, you are definitely going to find them in the next country. And yeah, man, sometimes it's, 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 uh, it's really sad, um, the things that we go through in Africa. Um, and, you know, it 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 just makes it it takes me back to uh, an article that I saw this week. This week was it this week or over the weekend uh, about um, Isabella de Santos? Mm. Um, 
the the the, the daughter yeah. of uh, the late former president of uh, Angola. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the article was saying that she's now on an well, uh, I don't know if and she's the, now on an Interpol list. She's or... on the Interpol is actually looking for her. Aha, uh-huh, exactly. Uh, mm. Because of allegations of um, embezzlement of funds, misappropriation mm. of funds, corruption, the works, and yeah, at some point, this is one lady that was uh, said to be, you know, Africa's richest uh, woman. Um, and then you go to Angola and then you see the uh, the country. Um, it's, 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 it's just a country of two classes. Either you have or you do not have. There's no middle ground. So either you're very poor or you're very, very rich. And, you know, it's, it's, it's when, when, when now these, I mean, the, the allegations of uh, like these where it's alleged that, you know, uh, monies that were supposed to benefit the country were then diverted to one individual. That's why this individual is now on a, on a list. It, it, it just makes us think. To say, yeah, as 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 Africans, where do we start? Should we start with our mentality, or where exactly should we start? I mean, do me. It's um, I don't even know how to put it. When you read the article, and you hear billions of dollars embezzled by Isabel. It's sad because um, this these were people, especially you know her father in power for over thirty years. There was a chance to transform. Mm-hmm. Angola is one of the most unequal countries uh, in Africa. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Quality is unbelievable. But, you know, don't also forget it's the second... Biggest producer of oil. uh, Mm. But then you hear stories of how money was diverted between 2015 and 17 by Isabel to her own financial gains. And it's, it's worrying. But the story of Isabel is one that really breaks my heart for me as a woman trying to mm-hmm. step up in the business world and you know it, it's also a realization of you know um of uh, how the leadership in africa has really failed uh, its citizens the question is um now they're re- now that they're really you know uh, going after her family um there, there is a chance for angola in the new leadership uh, can the new leadership step up to really at least provide and uh, set up the basic things for the country or are we repeating the same because the story is always that you know you stay in power for 30 years you embezzle you steal you do all of that and then you know another 30 years brings in another guy who just does the same and it's you know it's a continuation of the same story so there is no development the rich are rich the poor yeah. are yeah. So it's like they become rich and others become poor. So it's a sad story. I don't even know where to to start on it or even to continue with it. No, and I hear you. And I actually um, understand where you're coming from. Um, it's, it's, it's just sad the number of lives of people that are then uh, inconvenienced with uh, all of these all of these things that um, happen. I mean, or lack of services due to you know funds being diverted to where they should actually be going mm. um you know it, it 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 reminds me of uh you know south africa for example where uh, they could have a while ago uh 
started investing in new ways of generating electricity. Instead, uh, I'm sure you have heard about uh, these Gupta people. Um, instead, money was diverted. Uh, the Guptas enriched themselves. And the country was left uh, in disarray. The result, we are now suffering for it, uh, enduring uh, rolling blackouts. Mm. And it has become the norm now. Uh, you wake up, you now know that, okay, there's no power from, say, I don't know, 6 to 8 or 8 to 10.30. Uh, power will go again in the afternoon or power will go again in the evening. And that mm. really is not how, you know, life should be in as we are trying to develop these things. Mm. Um, and to an extent, it then almost um, uh, discourages people to want to do investment. Uh, because now investors sit on the sidelines saying, hmm, is my money safe? Will I be mm. able to get my money? Uh, or it's going to be stolen. But really, <clears throat> I guess one way to look at it, I mean, because obviously one of the things that we always talk about on this show is uh, investments, right? So yeah. I wanted to talk about um, an example. There's a, there's a classic example of, um, uh, so the border, uh, the border from South Africa into Zimbabwe yeah. called Bight Bridge. Mm. Um, it's like the most busiest border in Sadak because all the trucks going to to Zim, to Zambia, to DRC, and further up, uh, they use that border if they're coming from <laughs> South Africa. And it had been left in decay for a very long time. And obviously this is the legacy of uh, Robert Mugabe in, uh, in Zimbabwe. Mm. Now, what ended up happening was uh, there was a consortium of um, uh, investors that uh, came together and said, look, we're going to uh, revamp this border and we're mm. going to make mm. it uh, very functional. We're going to modernize it. Uh, we're going to make sure, you know, we put state-of-the-art technology to make life seamless and easy for everyone. And then the agreement is, so they are going to, Oh, so they went and they found the money themselves. So they, they, they sourced their own funding. Then they built this thing. This thing is now partly operational now. It probably mm -hmm. completed uh, maybe sometime next year. Uh, and the agreement between that company, it's called Zim Borders, Zim Borders SA. Uh, the agreement between that company and the mm -hmm. government of Zimbabwe is that uh, this company is going to build uh, operate and then transfer. Um, so the the company now is going to uh, operate is now operating the border. Uh, so they make their money back through the fees that they charge um, mm. for handling everything that goes on there, for every car that passes there, for every truck, bus, whatever that passes through there. And I'm, I can't remember how many years it's going to be, but for a period of years, they're going to be running and operating that thing, and they'll recover their money, and then they'll transfer the assets to the government and say, all right, we have made our money back. Uh, as per agreement, the border now belongs to you guys. And I thought this really is something that um, <laughs> we should consider doing in a whole lot of uh, instances in our African continent. There's mm. lots of opportunities for such models 
uh, build, operate, and transfer. Where mm-hmm. because we know that uh, if 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 some of these things are just left to government, then we actually we may never see the money or something. Absolutely. But, mm, but maybe give us the chance to build this thing and then we'll operate it once we make our money back after mm. I don't know maybe 15 years or 20 years or whatever it is and mm. then we transfer it and then it's now yours government we walk out everybody wins mm. that's that's a very good model uh, the the idea uh, yeah. of operating it is an idea that I really like Dumi because I think it it uh, washes away corruption uh, mm-hmm. I've seen governments in Africa build roads for over 10 years and imagine that- Oops, but they're still <laughs> they're still constru- constructing and building. And uh, now that we're even in an energy transition, um, the amount of investment that it's going to needed in some of the projects is going to be massive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if that model works for investors and for governments, I mean, why not? Twenty years is not a lot for somebody to set up a proper infrastructure that is actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, really great and then operate it and hand it over to you this is a model that would work i mean that, that, yeah. that for for malawi for this rather zimbabwe i think it's, it's a good way to start looking at um developing infrastructure across the continent mm, it is i mean another example you know, for zim as well is mm. uh there was one uh road uh, that links uh the second capital city, or the second second city, which is Blawayo, to uh, Harare, which is the capital city. Mm. Uh, that road was financed by uh, Group Five, which mm. is South African, which was a South African entity, mm. under the same model. Like, okay, you guys find the money, come and build this road, mm. and you build this road, and then they put targets in there, and then they're going to co- uh, make their money back. From collecting the toffees, and it seems to be working. It's a very beautiful road, mm. um, and really, maybe that's how we should just do business everywhere else. And there's <laughs> money, there's money out there. Honestly speaking, if mm-hmm. Qatar can spend uh, upwards of uh, 200 billion US dollars <laughs> on just building eight stadium for 28 days only, which mm. which some of them they're actually going to dismantle. But Maggie, let's leave it here for this week. Uh, mm. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Truly, truly appreciate. And folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you would like to uh, give some feedback or some suggestions on uh, how we can uh, improve or things that you like, please do drop us uh, an, uh, an email at uh, info uh, at mansa, mansamedia.africa or just reach out to us in one of the DMs on our social media platforms. From myself in Johannesburg and Maggie in Dakar till the next episode, here's to peace and profits. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.